Welcome everybody to SB Unfurled and Friends episode 42 and our final four preview. It's a final four, but honestly, considering the four teams in the real final four, I think this one's more fun than just the same old, same old. Like, I don't want to see Duke and UNC. Give me the Bonnies and Xavier. How you feeling, Unfurled? The pilgrimage to Mecca has begun for Bana fans. Basketball's yes. holiest city. I cannot wait uh, to see how many Bana fans are in Madison Square Garden. I can't wait to again hear the Let's Go Bana chance on ESPN in prime time. Uh, it's going to be really, really fun. And seeing an old A10, I won't say they're necessarily a rival, but definitely some memorable, memorable games against Xavier. It's going to be really cool to see them again. Uh, but the main thing, I think the thing that people are, are really excited about is the venue. Uh, it doesn't get better. And this is the last year that NIT is going to be at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, I've been getting emails even just uh, I'm recording on Sunday evening. I finally got my tickets to the NIT pregame party. And I think I saw in the email one of the they've been sending a million emails, but I think one of the emails, the school said that there were about 415 or so students that were officially on the buses that were donated through through the schools. But I'm sure there's going to be more that are going to be going through their own other means. Mm-hmm. So that that'll be yeah. awesome. And it's just it's just going to be such a great event. And like you said with Xavier, I mean, it's not a rivalry in the sense. It's not like Duquesne or St. Joe's or, or somebody who, or I guess now UMass can, is getting to be a rival for, for other reasons, <laughs> but um, we're not going to punch down on here. Right, right, right. But I think it's also something that's really interesting because we mentioned last week, it's the tw- 10 year anniversary of the 2012 final and we beat them. And that mm-hmm. game really wasn't very close. And you know, we talked to Dom about it and Dom Welch, you know, he didn't really have anything to say about Xavier because they weren't in, they were never in the conference while he was there. But, you know, yeah. it's something that just adds a little bit more to it. He also did talk about how Schmidt used to coach at Xavier as an assistant. So Correct. that's something yep. that's significant for him as well. So yeah. I think it's just all all in all just a very good it's just a very, very good scenario. And, and it hopefully it'll get even better where to win. And if you're listening to this, you probably hopefully listened to our last one. I, I would say go back and listen to that. If you haven't, it was a really great episode. Uh, Captain Beer, Ryan Odons, Mr. Boilermakers for the Bonnies, and then Dom Welch. Uh, we had him on. We talked about, you know, the entire run up to this point and a bunch of other stuff, you know, Captain Beer going to Virginia and how that worked out. This episode, I, I feel like we're just going to focus all of our attention on Xavier, really get into the team, how they play, how they look, um, even how they're coached and also get into, you know, what's going on in New York city, because it's a huge, obviously alumni area for the Bonnie. So there's a lot going on in New York around this event. Um, as expected, you know, the Bonna faithful, the alums, the students, everyone involved is really all hands on deck for this event. Um, and it's, it's going to be fun and it's well-deserved for sure for these guys. Yeah, and if you're listening to this on the ride down, let us know at SB Unfurled or at Lilbana X. Let us know. I want to know where you guys are listening to us. Like, oh, hey, I was listening to you guys and I was on 81 near Scranton or something. If you're making yeah. it down, because <laughs> it's always interesting to see, like, in our analytics, like, oh, we got somebody listening from this place or that place. Mm-hmm. So 
Hopefully we're getting a lot of people. And I know some of the students will probably be posting pictures of the Snapchat map where all the people are in their cars going along 81 and 88 and 86 yeah. all the way from, from Bonaventure down to New York City. Yep. But we've been talking about, about we got plenty of time to get into all the stuff about all the fun that, you know, is going to be around the game, including, you know, some of the stuff that the school is going to be doing through the New York City alumni chapter. But let's get into the matchup a little bit. We kind of wanted to wait a little bit and do some little reconnaissance on mm-hmm. Xavier because we had just really found out that we were playing Xavier when we were last recording. And Dom, well, they hadn't even really had a chance to do much game study yet. So that was, yeah. of course, on Wednesday. They've been hard at work studying since then. What have you seen so far out of Xavier? Because the number one headline for me is, unfortunately, Paul Scruggs, their star point guard, is out for the season with a tor- torn ACL. He injured it mm-hmm. against uh, against Florida in the second round of the NIT. So yeah. that would have been fun to see Lofton versus Scruggs. But that's the big headline for me. So what jumps out of you for Xavier? Right. Uh, I, I think the two biggest biggest stories for me going into this as far as Xavier is concerned isn't who they have it's who they don't have like you already mentioned Scruggs but also Travis Steele their coach was fired recently Uh, he was there for four seasons he had a 70 and 50 record there that's not bad at all but he didn't make the tournament um, once and they had made it 16 out of 18 seasons before that Um, and really this team has kind of collapsed on the stretch in the last few years they started 16 and five. Uh, they were 16 and five in early February. They've lost eight of their ten, eight of ten down the stretch heading into the NIT. Um, the two seasons prior to that, they started 11 and two. Uh, last year, they lost six of eight down the stretch. In 2020, they went eight and ten the rest of the way. They would have probably missed the NCAA tournament if not for COVID uh, canceling that. So, really, like Travis Steele, I don't think he did a terrible job there, but. Um, he just didn't get the job done in February and March, kind of, a um, a bizarro Mark Schmidt, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, and, and they rehired Sean Miller who, you know, he was wait, fired. Wait, wait, not that Sean Miller shout out to snake. Yeah. Oh yeah. Snake. <laughs> <laughs> it's not snake. Snake is not coaching Xavier. <laughs> right. Uh, snake is also, I don't think, uh, under investigation by the FBI, hopefully. Um, but, Hopefully not. Yeah. So Sean Miller, he's at Arizona. He was fired a year ago. He's caught by the FBI in that wiretap investigation. Um, just real quick, like his his assistant Booker Richardson pleaded guilty to a felony. Uh, he was taking bribes from an agent to send some of their big names to that guy's sports management company. So Sean Miller is back at Xavier starting next season. Uh, yeah. And this season they have an interim coach. So. It's going to be interesting. They've looked really good, and they beat a good Vanderbilt team who had the best player in the NIT and Scottie Pippen Jr. Uh, I wanted to avoid him and that Jerry Stackhouse coach team. So that's what's going to happen. We're going to get Xavier, despite the interim coach, despite not having Scruggs against Vanderbilt. They've still looked pretty good. They've found a way to win uh, a close, pretty crazy game against Vandy. Um, and I think the biggest we can get into the players that they will have, uh, the biggest worry for me is Nunge down low. He's a seven footer. He's probably, he's definitely their, their best player right now, as well as Jones, who's going to play the four. You'll probably see him in Attaway, uh, at that four spot, Jones six, six. He's, he's been playing really well, really good defender, good rebounder, gets some steals, plays a lot of minutes and, you know, Nunge down low. He's he's gonna be 
I kind of think he's similar to like what that big man for from Clemson that we saw earlier in the season, PJ Hall, a little bit. I I don't know. Nunge might be a little bit better, but uh, similar styles, I think. So that'll be interesting to see him and Oshun down low. And we can get into in a little bit uh, some of the other things I'm looking at. But off the bat, not having their coach, not having their star point guard hurts. But that front court is still pretty good. Yeah, Nunge is a fairly good three-point shooter. That's what some people were bringing up to me about, you know, when we first heard about Xavier, that they were saying, oh, Nunge is, you know, actually fairly good and can draw Oshun out. And if we remember that Clemson game, for the vast majority of it, P.J. Hall was getting pretty much all he could from outside. Now, that was that was quite a while ago. So hopefully things have changed since then. I feel like Oshun's done a little bit better against some uh, – Mm-hmm. perimeter shooters like um like some of the guys for Colorado especially had they had a couple big guys that could shoot from 3 but yeah i think it's ultimately up to how they handle Nunge and Jones Colby Jones and also Nate Johnson i think Nate Johnson also has a lot for them on the perimeter as well i think it will come down to all that because we obviously have the point guard advantage about Scruggs playing for Xavier and it's going to I think it's going to come down to how the wings perform, especially whether it's whether it's Johnson or Colby Jones or Attaway and Welch. And of course, mm-hmm. Jaron Holmes has probably been I mean, I can't I'm not going to pretend like I've watched every single NIT game, but I would imagine he would be like a front runner for NIT tournament MVP with his performances. He has been maybe our best player in this tournament, which is awesome. Well, ours, to he's see. definitely been ours. Yeah. He's definitely uh, yeah. been ours. But I'm just saying in general, he may be the tournament like. Maybe yeah, not the front runner, but he's a he's got to be up there for like tournament MVP right now. Yeah, I, I think Oshun's been been really good. Um, you know, Lofton and Welch have been steady. Adaway's been good as well. They've all been good. Holmes has uh, really just bounced back incredibly and had a, a phenomenal tournament. I agree. I, I hadn't thought of that. You know, he should be certainly on the. I don't know if they do. I'm assuming they do a first team all NIT, but I, they'll probably pick the player of the tournament from the team who wins it so hopefully Holmes does win uh, player of the tournament that means we probably won the whole thing I will say as well to add a a little bit more about the game itself and how Xavier plays um Nunge and Jones who we referenced their their front court guys really really good at getting to the line and that does worry me um I think Xavier's like top 50 in the country at getting their guys to the line Nunge and Jones themselves are some of the top players in the entire country, like top 60, top 50 at getting to the line and getting free throws. That worries me because one thing we can't have happen is Oshun picking up, you know, a couple quick fouls. So as, yeah. as good as Nunge is and, and he can extend his game out, he does do a good job finding ways to get um, other bigs in foul trouble. And that's something we definitely have to monitor um, but we are a top 20 team in the country at not sending guys to the line. So yeah. um, as much as we him and ha about the referees and stuff, sometimes like this team really is very, very good at not getting into foul trouble, not fouling shooters, um, especially and Xavier as well. They do a really good job avoiding careless fouls. They minimize uh, opponents opportunities you know, getting to the free throw line, second chance points as well. Pretty good rebounding team. So uh, the the front core is really 
where the the heavy hitters, I would say, the big matchups are in this one. So we we got to take advantage of some mismatches at the point or maybe even at the wings. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think Holmes and Lofton are going to be huge taking advantage of those what are seen as a little bit of weaknesses because Dewan Odom is going to be taking over for Xavier at point guard mm-hmm. and doesn't look like he has that great of a track record this season. He's played in most of their games, but only has started in seven and only played in half of their minutes. It doesn't look like he has like a wide range of, you know, scoring opportunities and, you know, he's done fairly well, um, just, you know, helping out as a bench player, but it will be interesting to see what happens with them now that Scruggs is out. Cause we did see that against Vanderbilt and it, did work for them in some stretches, but they were down by as many as I believe 10 points against Vandy. They were. And, you know, it was looking pretty dicey for them. So, yeah, you know, it has to be, it has to be something that they're going to be concerned about. Yeah. Vandy was down by, or up as by as many as 10 at the beginning of the second half. Pretty late too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It looked like six, six Oh five left. They were down by eight points. Yeah. to, To Vandy. And Scotty Pippen Jr. on a somewhat off night still had 28 points. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking at some familiar names for sure. And they're familiar mainly because you and I went absolutely crazy during quarantine and created like all these guys. But <laughs> I remember Adam Kunkel. He was on Belmont. Um, I think Fremantle or maybe no one. One of their other guys um, was on. A, a, he's been, he's been, been there. Yeah, he's been there. But um I know Kunkel was on Belmont. He's a solid player. I think I'm thinking of Jack Nunge, the big man that we've been referencing. He was a big guy at Iowa. Yep. Uh, I think he played he actually, with Luca, Luca Garza. So yeah, he Go just ahead. transferred to uh, Xavier yeah. this season. He was he's just spent three seasons at Iowa. Yeah. So I mean, they have they are very balanced, just like we are. It's not like they have one go to guy like kind of Vanderbilt does. Um, they're pretty balanced, but I I think like if we really want to like get down to X's and O's and stuff, I think we can win this game. If we defend the mid range, Xavier has been really good uh, in the mid range this year. Uh, They're good really at all three levels, I would say, but especially in the mid range, their two point percentages is is through the roof. Uh, Some of their guys aren't really great shooting teams. You're going to have to watch out for Johnson on the wing. He's, He's really their go-to three-point shooter right now. Yeah. But, you know, our I think our defense, the way it's set up, that pack line defense, I think if Xavier has an off-shooting night from three and, you know, they they have had a lot of those off-shooting nights from deep, they're only 32% three-point shooters as a team. That's not very good at all. Where they get the job done is, is in the mid-range sometimes. So if we can really defend that, Oshun step out and – and be a factor when Nunge wants to extend his game out. I think that's where we can win this game. Yeah, I would agree. I think it comes down to that wing play, like I mentioned before. Yeah. I think it's going to be, you know, Nate Johnson or Colby Jones here that, that they're really key up on because I think Jack Nunge and Oshun will have a great battle down low, but I don't see one or the other really overly dominating the game. Now, one of them could have a tremendous game, but I still think it's not going to be like an overpowering situation. Whereas I would worry about Nate Johnson, for instance, having a game like Tyler Burton did when we played at Richmond and just going right. off for like 30 points or something absurd. Yeah. Like that's something we don't want to have happen, especially because none of these five guys and their starting or really their whole team. Now that Scruggs is gone 
mm-hmm. none of them are transcendent talents. They're they're all very good. It's just nobody is nobody is somebody that we should be expecting that's going to drop twenty five points or more on us. And if you were to tell me, like going into this tournament, we were going to have three away games against P fives, and then face you know Xavier, who's really P six, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And all of them, all of them would be pretty decent matchups for us. That's really rare because I feel like we don't match up great with a lot of P five teams. You saw it in the tournament last year. A team like LSU, those big physical athletic teams sometimes those teams just go on runs and we can't battle back but as far as like p6 teams the four that we've faced are actually really good matchups for us um and we've been able to sneak out of a couple with wins colorado you know we we looked really energized and really good so the guys are going to be as energized i would imagine as any game this year you're in the garden you're in front of i don't know how how many fans would you expect to be there for Bonas? Someone asked me this. And I, I have no clue. Yeah, somebody asked me this on the spaces we did after we beat um, after we beat Virginia, and I was being a little conservative with my estimates just because I was worried it's going to be a Tuesday night as uh, we're recording while watching the U.S. soccer game. And they just scored five nil. Hey, U.S. is going to the World Cup. Cool. Anyways, yeah, somebody asked on the spaces. Like, how many fans do I expect to go there? And first off, I don't have the numbers of, like, alumni and things like that at my disposal. But I was kind of conservative because I was thinking, oh, it's a Tuesday night. Maybe, you know, people aren't going to be as willing to go. I think I've been proven completely wrong. Mm -hmm. I know people flying in from Buffalo. I know that there's hundreds of students going. You know, we're just – I expect to be – I would – I would put it at over the over unders at 1500. I might take the over on that. And how does that compare to say like a, my thing was, I think maybe this will be similar to an A 10 semifinal or an A 10 quarterfinal. And if we make it to Thursday, it'll be, you know, on par with an A 10 championship that we've been in. Um, Of course, not counting last year when it was restricted with COVID, but that's what I that's what I think it's going to be an electric atmosphere in the Mecca of hoops. So I'm not discounting the fact that you can get too excited for games like this and that can cause you to go completely cold. Um, I think we saw it against St. Louis to some extent. In yeah. A 10 champ or a 10 quarterfinals. Yeah. So I think more, I think we'll have more fans than we saw in DC a few weeks ago. I, I think so too. Yeah. I, I think so too, for sure. I, it's just like you, you can get too too ramped up and too energetic. It'll the first five or 10 minutes are going to tell us a lot about, I think like how this game's going to go. If we come out ice cold, like we have quite a bit, um, how much our nerves going to play a factor. It seems like they're just out there having fun playing loose, but you know, at some point it, it can catch up. like we mentioned you know we're expecting hopefully plenty of people tons of people and i think one of the things that's going to help fuel a larger fan base than what we had in dc is the fact that we have quite a few alumni in new york city and we have one of our friends back on who we've talked to plenty of times about alumni events going on in new york city whether it was you know some of the failed plans that didn't happen in 2020 because of covid or just anything we are going to be joined now by Joe Enoch. He's head of the alumni chapter here in New York City. 
here in New York City. I'm mentally there. Yeah, I'm not in New York City yet, but I guess it's a, I'm in a New York state of mind already, Joe. Thank you for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, so it looks like there's a lot of ton of events. I mean, it's Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening now. It's Sunday afternoon. There was a small group. There was like five to ten people outside the hotel welcoming the team into New York City. We saw fans lining the streets of Olean and St. Bonaventure, two different places, of course, <laughs> greeting the team heading off to New York City. So we've already seen the hype already. What are you expecting out of the next couple of days? Yeah, we actually just, uh, that was a few hours ago, we, I had uh, maybe about 10 fans. Um, we greeted the, the team as they got off the bus, kind of like an impromptu thing that just kind of came together at the last minute and um, looked good. By the way, uh, Quadri Adams was there. He, he looked good. Hopefully he's going to be suiting up. Nice. Um, Inside and information. Listen, it's going to be, <laughs> I, I've never seen anything like this before in terms of like response. Like I know you were saying like maybe it'd be like kind of like the A-10, like if we got to like the semifinals or something. I, it's, it, from what I'm seeing, I've never seen anything like this. Um, you so, know more than I would. You know how many numbers we get to like the A-10 championship game in it, Brooklyn like three years ago. You would know I, more than I, me. <laughs> I had the same concerns you did um, it, that – Especially for the that it was a nine o'clock game, I was like, I don't know, are people really gonna like come to the city for like a Tuesday night game? Like it's Tuesday, you you basically have to like take the week off work. Um, so it's huge, it's it's insane. Um, as I'm sure a lot of people saw. So we initially were gonna have the pregame spot just at Jack Doyle's, which is our um that's our alumni chapter bar here in New York City, which happens to be like just steps from Madison Square Garden, so it's perfect. So we were going to have it there. And that's like a really big bar, um, which they, they, they estimate, like once they take out all the furniture and everything, they'll pack in about 500 people in there. So they sold, the school sold in 20 minutes, sold out all 500 <laughs> tickets. This is, wow. you, when you told, when, when I heard about like how quickly it um, sold out, un- unfurled, I told unfurled, I was like, this is peak Bonaventure selling <laughs> out a bar in like an hour in on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> so yes, they, it is. It was, yeah, it was nuts. And I, I was like blown away. And so, um, and just like for the record, like I'm mostly just like a cheerleader here who's given information. Like there's a lot of people behind the scenes at the university who are doing a lot of the work to actually make this happen. And so one of those people who I'm in communication with all the time, especially this week is um, Lindsay Retchless. So I'm like texting with her. I'm like, are you seeing this? Is this for real? And she's like, hold on, hold on. I'm really busy. <laughs> and so <laughs> fortunately, um, we kind of had like a backup plan sort of already set in case that happened to maybe, um, cause there's a couple other bars right on the street that are owned by the same like group or whatever. And so um, they had kind of set that aside and they, the, the bar, I think, you know, they're probably pretty excited about this. They just immediately told her, go ahead, you can take the next bar right down, which is um, actually a much, big, much larger bar. And so that Taylor's, one, right? Yeah, Taylor's, exactly. And so um, it's also on 35th Street. I'm like, like you're going to walk down. It's going to look like, I imagine everybody on 35th Street is going to be wearing brown and white. It's going to be nice. awesome. That, so that one sold out um, like within like 24 hours. Uh, so no more tickets. I mean, it's fine. It's it's going to be an awesome party. There's plenty of other bars in the area too. Um, in case you didn't get a ticket, but uh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I, I wonder what the Washington State and Texas A&M fans who even make the trip 
are going to be thinking. Xavier <laughs> fans probably know from our time or their time in the A10, but Washington State and Texas A&M fans probably can't point to us on a map. So that'll be interesting to see any of them straggling around <laughs> around the garden. They're yeah. going to think we're from New York City, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, right. probably. <laughs> so, Joe, pretend I'm like the manager of one of these bars. How did you describe or warn them about the total debauchery and complete degenerate binge drinking that is going to ensue. How did you, how did you tell them to prepare for this? Or did they already know from past parties? Was this something you had to tell them like, Hey, you got to do this and that, because this is going to be a little more than you might expect. Well, I lead by example. And I was um, (laughs) binge drinking on Tuesday night at the bar as this was happening, going crazy. And so um, they know. And I I told them there were um, a handful of other alums there with me when we were watching the game and we were like, I hope you guys are prepped. Like, I, I'm not kidding. Like, you guys need to get all the beer. Um, and they are. They're totally ready. In fact, what they did was they bought, like, like 150 cases of Labatt. They're doing um, a special $5 Labatt's. Um, and so what they're doing is is that – because you know how every time we go to these things, everybody's packed up against, like, the bar trying to get yep. their drinks. Yeah. So um, I suggested to them, like, maybe, we, maybe you set up, like – beer stations throughout the bar and like if people want mixed drinks or wine or whatever or something special they can go to the bar but if you want beer if you're just looking to get a labat or a bud light or something like that um they have beer stations throughout the throughout the the bars as well um so hopefully you know the crowd will be spread out a little bit and not just like slammed up against the bar where you're waiting like 10 minutes to get one drink um, so they're prepped with that. Another um, bit of advice in the school is saying this too, if possible, um, especially if you're you know planning on on going to the to the um, the beer stations, bring cash. It's just going to make things a lot faster. These bars are are going to be packed. It's going to be an awesome party. But if you bring cash, that will help um, uh, the transactions go a lot mm. faster. That way, they're not having to, like close out everybody's tabs right at six thirty. And you end up missing the game or something like that, or, you know, a few minutes of it. So are there any other big events that you want to talk about that are going to be going on? I know that there's a couple, but I'm letting you go ahead and explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we move on, one other thing. Sure, um, go ahead. Shout out to Jeff Toole, um, who um, is like an an archivist with all the video. Um, I reached out to him. He was the one who, like, during the pandemic, did like a Twitch feed of all the um, the old games. Yes. I reached out to him and I was like, could you put together like a playlist for us? And so the bars are going to be playing, um, especially because there's nothing else on, on like a Tuesday anyways. Like who wants to watch like, you know, sports center highlights from like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, uh, spring training baseball. Hey, I want to watch, I want to watch NBA the jump and watch Kendrick Perkins give the most terrible of NBA takes on mute. <laughs> well, too bad. You're not going to see it because they're going to have um, classic Bonnet games playing. Um, I think he's got like the NIT games and the, the Charleston games and a few older ones lined up. So those will be on the screens there. And I'm, nice. I have no doubt that's going to get Screw the, the wall-to-wall Duke, North Carolina coverage. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because you know this that's what it'll be. Before. You know yeah. that's what it'll be. So you're not going to see any of that before. there. You're going to be – you're there to watch the Bonnies, and the Bonnies are yep. going to be on the screens there. So – that's all I'll say about the pregames. Um, you know, definitely get there, get the 35th Street, try to get there early. They're given um, the first hundred fans at each bar gets a free beer. Um, so take advantage nice. of that, especially if you're a student, that could come in handy. 
Um, I remember real quick. I remember the if there's any Always Sunny fans when Charlie Kelly's interviewing for a job and he just hands the guy a picture of Bruce Jenner and the guy's like, I'm confused. Are you telling me that this photo of Bruce Jenner is your resume? That's how I'm picturing you like talking to these managers, just handing them a picture of Captain Beer and being like, <laughs> this is this is our contract. This is what you have to prepare for. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna be prepped. They know. They know. Have, have you worked at all? I know you're more on the alumni end of things. Have you worked at all with like getting the students down here? No, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. I no. yeah, I, 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 other than like retweeting some of that, you know, the information okay. about it. But um, yeah, whoever put that together and got those buses, kudos to them because that's awesome. Um, unfortunately, I think I heard the students have to go back. Tuesday night oh. so like we're I'm already like putting bets with one of my buddies here on like what are the chances they actually get every single student <laughs> on the bus especially <laughs> if it's after a win but whatever I'm glad you know of the of the few responsibilities I have I'm glad that's not one of them and I remember the game the championship game against Xavier in 2012 one of the buses broke down on the way to Atlantic City yes including Andrew Nicholson's girlfriend at the time who I knew was on it and they had to just stop off at a bar and watch the game I think at some random bar in like the middle of New York or PA or something I Gosh. felt so bad for them I knew somebody on that bus Unfortunately, I drove down with some with a group oh I would have been gutted <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, that was terrible. They were like an Applebee's somewhere, like off eighty six. Oh, yeah. it's <laughs> a Bonnet Titanic. Horrible. Oh man! <laughs> wow. So, hopefully that w- that that won't happen this time. Yeah, so. fingers crossed. Fingers yep. crossed. And no St. Louis uh, bus driver situations. <laughs> but but aside from the pregame spot that you kind of told us about, there's going to be some other events going on even as soon as Monday. So what else you got going on? Yeah, Monday night, we got a pep rally. Um, that one's actually being hosted by by our chapter here in New York. Um, that's going to be at Pen 6 is the name of the bar. All this information is in the email, too. Um, so I encourage people to go back. Um, and um, so that will be from 7 to 10. Um, I can announce that the assistant coaches are going to be there. They're going to give a quick speech, get everyone puffed up. You can take pictures, talk to them a little bit, maybe get some game insight. Um, I also heard that we we're going to have a special guest, Nick Urzetta, um, who was a player on the 77 team. So he's no going to be there. Yep. Yeah. So, and the, I, I know that we're, we're trying to get a few other like former players, not necessarily from the 77 team, but from, um, you know, m- maybe some more recent squads can, who live in the can, New York City area. Can you remind him that in a uh, little Bonna X and I's Bonna Cup, that that 1977 team that he was in the video game for lost to these guys right here? Really? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they were in the five twelve game. Yes, they were. How do you do? Do you have a box score or something? I can show. Give me a second. Go ahead and go and explain more things. I'll look it up. (laughs) All right, right. while he's looking that up, um, so yeah, that's going to be at Penn Six from seven to ten. Let's see. Oh, the next morning, uh, this is really cool, um, and you're hearing it here first. So, um, as some of you know, I I work at NBC, and I, I was able to pull a few strings. And um, fingers crossed, I think it's going to happen. Um, we're going to have the cheerleaders and Riley the Bonna Wolf on the Today Show, on the plaza, maybe even get a, a shout out from Hoda and Savannah. Oh, that's and awesome. Have them on TV. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's sick. Oh, yeah. 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 Got to watch the Today Show on Tuesday morning. 
Yeah, if it, it'll it'll happen. Um, I'm being told by the producer who sets this stuff up um, that it'll likely happen during the 8:30 open. So right around 8:30, right after that commercial break um, that happens before that. So if you can tune in then. Um, and I do just want to say, of course, you know, and I work in, in news and live TV, like it will, you know, there's always a chance that for whatever reason, especially with stuff going on in Ukraine and, um, you know, the contentious, you know, uh, the Supreme Court justice hearings and all that other stuff, that there's always a chance, you know, that, that it doesn't happen. But I'm being told it will and, and, and we're planning on it. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So that's Tuesday morning. Um, they're also, um, if you're, if you're an early riser, uh, at 6 45 AM on Tuesday, they're doing, um, a volunteer session at the Breadline at St. Francis, um, the, uh, uh, St. Francis, uh, the Catholic church there right by Madison square garden. That's uh, good. yep. Three o'clock. Um, they're doing a mass there at St. Francis. And then um, right from there, marching from uh, marching to uh, Jack Doyle's and um, and Taylor's to get your drink on. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm going through the um, the Bonna Cup and it's at our Butler gym and they're shooting the T-shirt cannons into yeah. the gym. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Just skimming through it. And all this stuff, by the way, everything is within like no joke, maybe a five minute walk tops from Madison Square Garden. So awesome. that's kind of the place to be. We, we tried to keep things kind of centrally located there. Yeah, should be should be a great time. Um, doors open at uh, at three or at four o'clock for the bars. And um, yeah, try to get there early, get that free drink. Oh, I got Nickers at a stat line. Oh, it's disappointing. He only oh, had yeah. four, four minutes, one foul. Minus four six. minutes, one foul. No, no points, no rebounds, no assists, no steals. Okay. Yeah, the four billion. The four billion line. Jim Barron, 37 minutes, 10, 10 assists, but 0 for 7. Accurate. We are we made that realistic. <laughs> maybe maybe I won't tell him about that. Or he's yeah. gonna be listening to this and he's gonna be like, hey, aren't you that jerk that was on that podcast? That was- <laughs> hey, it was the video game's fault, not ours. We gave him good stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah should be good um really looking forward to it so if the team wins on tuesday when they win w-i-n-n yes exactly um you will have to re-register for um for the bars um it'll be the same registration fee it'll be the same bars but you'll just you'll you'll they'll probably send out a link or you could probably go back to the same link and um and you could register there and oh, the other thing I wanted to say is, and thank you so much to you guys. Um, I created a long overdue Twitter account for our um, for our alumni. So it's the New York New York City NYC Bonaventure alumni. It's at SBU at uh, underscore NYC underscore alumni. And um, I just don't want to be like slamming like you know Facebook and all that other stuff with with like every little detail. And not that I'm going to be like shooting out a bunch of stuff on this either but that's really the best place if you want to keep track of what's going on um you know if if both the bars are like totally full and we have to go to a third bar that's where that information will be if they're doing drink specials somewhere i'll be blasting that out there so for basically all the updates on what's going on in new york city um you know follow that and um and yeah that's that's the best place to get all your last minute information well I know we didn't play at Fordham this year, so you didn't get that one opportunity to host everybody. But I think this is a little bit better than a game at Rose Hill. 
This is like our Super Bowl. It's crazy. It's just been, it's, and I, again, I just want to say like there's so many people behind the scenes. Sean McNamee, Lindsey Retchless, Seth Johnson, they're all doing like a ton of work behind the scenes and they don't get very much credit for it. In fact, it's really, as I'm like kind of seeing now, it can be on their end a thankless job and they're really doing a great job on this, mm-hmm. um, especially given the short turnaround. So um, it's going to be a big success, and I think in large part to um, to the hard work of those people and, and probably several others at the university. Yeah, I hope it all turns out great. And not only that we do it on Tuesday, but I hope we're also doing it on Thursday. So thank you again for joining us, Joe. Awesome. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. And thank you all so much again for – should we wrap? Or uh, I don't – I don't what, about I a, what about a final forecast? Oh, wait, yeah. Let's do a final forecast. Okay. <laughs> Yes, and for this time, it's our first Final Four cast that is for a Final Four. We knew we were going to be in the Final Four this year. We told you all we were going to be in the Final Four. This is the Final Four, Final, Final Forecast. <laughs> Brought to you by AMNAs in Olean Center Mall. Uh, Tuesday. Let's let's do the whole day because there's a lot going on Tuesday. People are going to be out in the city. People are going to be pre-gaming out at all these events like Joe told us. We'll start at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. in the Big Apple. It is going to be 26 and sunny. Not a cloud around. 0% precipitation. Um, 11 mile per hour winds in the morning. As we get into the afternoon, going to get a little bit warmer. Um, going to get up below freezing temperatures into the mid 30s in the afternoon and we're going to get even up into the 40s going into the evening but at tip off 7 o'clock p.m on espn it is going to be 38 and a half degrees and totally clear in new york a beautiful crisp clear spring new york city night and then we you know you can't stop there there is another game this is the final four in our game there will be two teams playing against each other in the game after there will also be two teams playing against each other so if you add up all of those games there will be four teams total playing um, in the nit on tuesday for that second game around nine o'clock p.m Temperatures are going to dip a tiny bit, but not too much. Still going to be warmer than it was in the morning. We're going to go from 38 and a half degrees down to about 36 and a half, maybe all the way up to 37 degrees for that Texas A&M Washington State game. And then if you're still partying into the night, into the night, 11 o'clock p.m., midnight even if you're if you're late, late. You know I, know, I know they say this is the city that never sleeps, but I like to get my sleep. I'm usually in bed by this time. If you're still up after 11 p.m., you're going to get all the way down to 34 degrees. I like the sound of all of this. It sounds like Bonaventure basketball weather, even though it's almost April. It's perfect. It's, I, I'm in Olean, and it was snowy on Sunday. It was. It looked like a blizzard almost. That's but, a good sign. Know, that's. It's all across. I. I haven't looked at a map in a while, <laughs> uh, but it looked like. I, I think I saw pictures of Michigan getting pounded. New York's cold. It's old Northeast. I think. That's great. Final yes. forecast there. Until yeah. next year. 
Yeah. Well, well no, we, may, we might do one Thursday. We might Who do knows? one a final two cast on, on Thursday, yeah. of course. And by the yes. way, shout out to, I know they're not an official sponsor, Jim's Park and Shop and Olean. They've been posting some really good stuff on Twitter. They posted a nice picture after the, um, after we beat, um, mm. oh, after we beat Virginia, I'm pulling it up right now. They said, said who is going to New York City. Yeah, they right, and that was like at ten o'clock. Like they yes. were very quick with it. They made their signs. <laughs> they're they're big Bonner responds. I think the owners, like the head of Bonner responds, are always selling Bonner stuff. Really rooting on our team. I would love to get them as a sponsor, but on this podcast, we only feature failed Olean businesses. That's true. Park and Shop luckily has not failed, so they cannot no. be a sponsor. They're a success story. Shout out to Jim's Park and Shop. <laughs> Shout out to you, Jim's Park and Shop. Hopefully we can get you guys down there for either Tuesday or Thursday. And hopefully we are joining you all again on Thursday for a NIT championship preview, because that means we're going to beat Xavier, right? Hopefully one and a half point favorites currently right now on DraftKings, which is good. One and a half point favorites over under right now is at 140 and a half, I believe. So for those who are interested... Um, maybe if you are driving through Pennsylvania, if you're making a little shortcut through around Scranton, I know it's, you can't technically bet on the bodies in New York state, of course, but you know, after that Virginia game, we need to get up into the one forties. My God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Like (laughs) that needs to happen. The, The under was an easier play. In the Virginia game, that's for sure. Yeah. But all I care about is Bonnie's money line because that means the Bonnies would win. So once again, thank you all so much for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at LilBonX for nonsense, at SB Unfurled for some great statistics, at SBU underscore at NYC underscore alumni on Twitter for all the information that's going to be coming out over the next couple of days. If you want to stay in the know about what's going to be happening in New York City, safe travels to everybody going down if you're not already in New York City already. And we will hopefully see you again on Thursday. Let's go, Bonas. Yeah.